A successful retirement plan begins with assembling the right set of tools. Finding the proper ones for the job will allow you to drill down on your goals and nail down your future. Scott Searles, certified wealth strategist and owner of Skybox Financial Group, constructs retirement plans for clients every day and will share that knowledge and insight with you. It's time to open the retirement toolbox and get to work. Hey there, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the secret to retirement success. Is it perhaps just getting out of your own way? We're going to talk about that with Scott Searles, financial advisor at president uh, of Skybox Financial Group, serving you in the greater Cleveland area with another office in the Bradenton, Florida location. You can find us online at skyboxfinancialgroup.com. Tap into lots of great resources and look inside the mind of the more than 20 years of experience that Scott brings to the table each and every show. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, a good question from Tony as we wrap up the program today in our listener segment. Tony's wondering about Social Security and uh, took it at 62, wondering now if it was a mistake, should he have waited? We'll explore that question as well. Plus, would you rather have a nice car or a nice house? going to ask Scott during mm. our Getting to Know You segment later on in today's show. Uh, Scott, great to be with you once again, my friend. What's going on with you this week? You know, Walter, just enjoying summer. Pools are open, sunshine is out, and it's my favorite time of the year. What is your, like, uh, the perfect pool temperature for you? Do you, have, do you have a temp that you're like, yep, that's the spot? I don't have a temp, and, and in full honesty, I don't do a lot of pool time. I know you have a pool there at your house, but you know, I have an issue in that, in that I always feel I need to be busy. And when I'm just sitting at the pool doing nothing, I feel like I'm wasting time. And it's, I know it's just me. My whole family can lay at the pool and just relax. And me, I, I just get too antsy. I can't do it. Plus, you know, if you're sitting out, I mean, just baking in the sun is not my idea of fun. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I'm not a big uh, fan of being baked in the sun either. So I like to read a book or listen to an audio book while I'm in the pool, those kinds of things. I definitely like to multitask, do something else while I'm in there. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Or if you've got some kids over it's, and who are into like doing some roughhousing, it's a blast throwing kids into the pool and slinging them around and playing Jaws or Monster and those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Now you used to, I mean, I you know, used to do that all the time with the kids when they were little. But now they're more in, they're at the age now where they are a little more like, we just want to sit by the pool. And so some of that fun stuff for you kind of goes away, right? Exactly. Like my family loves beach vacations. You know, they, they vacation time, it's like, got to go to the beach. And, you know, I enjoy it. But at the same time, it's like, how long can I just sit out there and do nothing? But I do read a book. And when you're at the beach, you don't get as hot because you got that wind. That's you know, right. That's true. You know, so it's more comfortable. Yeah, certainly can be. Uh, nothing worse, though, than a hot day on the beach and the wind dies on you, and then you're just sticky and the sand sticks to you, and then you don't have that cooling breeze. Then you you kind of want that pool to at least be able to submerge under the water a little bit. But These so, are sounding like first world problems at this point, though. Yeah, and you know what? I saw this this device. It's a, it's a cooler that you, know, you can put drinks in and stuff, but it also has like a built-in air conditioner for the beach. And it's got like a hose and you like point it at yourself and it blows cold air on you from your cooler. Wow. That's kind of yes. a cool idea, isn't it? Yes, it is. I, I wonder if that though like then makes your drinks and whatnot and your ice melt faster. It may. It yeah. may. But uh, yeah, I cool, mean, though. you know, it's the old, uh, 
you know, killing two birds with one stone, right? You have your cooler. Why not have your cooler make your drinks cool, have it make you cool at the same time? I'm going to have to look that up. That is a great suggestion, and uh, that might make a good gift for a few people I know. So There you go. Going to go check that out. Uh, Well, very good. Let's dive into our topic today, Scott. So there are lots of different external factors that can certainly negatively influence our chances of having a successful retirement. But often, like many things in life, failure can come from within. And that's going to be our focus today. We're going to talk about some of the common ways people get in their own way when it comes to financial planning. And if we can make folks aware of these, then perhaps we can help them avoid falling victim to this as well. Uh, One that I'm sure you see a lot is folks who allow fear or greed to cause them to buy or sell at the wrong time may have some folks listening to today's show uh, feeling exactly this way right now with the market volatility that we've had lately. Well, that's it. This is exactly the time when people will make those mistakes. When the market's you know, and they're on a high and then they come back down, people start to panic. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to live on a box on the side of the road if, if this goes down any further. And then what they do is they sell out. And then eventually, we know markets eventually do come back. We don't know how long it takes to come back or how fast they'll come back, but they do. And once you sell, you have no opportunity to make your money out, so up, back up. So that, you know, it's a common... Emotion gets in the way of investing a lot. And when you've got, you know, the fear or the greed, it goes the same way when the markets are back up. You go outside to cut the grass, your neighbor's telling you about this cool stock that they bought and they made so much money. And then you buy it when you buy it near the top and then the market's correct and you panic and you sell when it goes down. And uh, it's very easy to do because those emotions, they're very powerful and they drive a lot of people's investment decisions. Got to be careful and uh, not let those emotions control us. Uh, We see it happen in more areas than just the market, though, or timing the buying and selling of things wrong. Another way that people get in their own way is uh, making bad investment choices, but the, the effort, the intention is to save money on taxes. What is the driving force there, and, and how can people stumble over themselves in that regard? Well, I see this a lot when, when we're talking about capital gains taxes on, on, on securities. So for instance, you know, a lot of people, maybe there's a stock that they've had and they've done really well in it and they've got a big gain in there. And they're like, man, if I sell it, I am going to have to pay capital gains tax on it. So they end up holding on to it and maybe it was something they should have sold. So a lot of time it's important when you work with a professional, we'll do something called tax loss harvesting. So for instance, if we have a gain and we get out of that security because it's not the right place to be anymore, then maybe we might sell something else that might be down to help to offset that gain because gains and losses can offset each other. And you try to get that self as close to zero as you can, but that avoids you from making that poor investment decision of holding on to something a lot longer than you really should have. That's uh, very true. Yeah. So we kind of let these, you can kind of see too how these first two may compound on one another. So it's like when you trip and then as you're falling, you also sort of stick your hand out to stop yourself, but then end up breaking your hand because, you know, now you put it out. So you've got skin, knees, and a broken wrist all at the same time. Uh, yep. When these different problems compound, we see that in the financial side too, I would imagine. Yeah. What about this one? Uh, So a third secret to retirement success, ways to get out of your own way, is to not do this. Leave too much money in cash for too long 
because you procrastinated instead of actively deciding what to do with it. That's not saying cash is bad, Scott, but uh, if it's because we've procrastinated, that's where the problem is. Well, yeah, everybody needs cash. When I build up a plan for people, we do have what I call a war chest or cash reserve, and, and it's safe money that's not involved with the markets. But a lot of the times when I, I had a guy come in this morning, he had, it was a, a, a new client. Uh, we were just getting to know each other. He came into the office and he had a lot of money in cash, close to $200,000. And he did not need that, but he was afraid to invest it and lose it. So he didn't do anything with it at all. And where that becomes a problem is with the dirty word we're starting to hear so much lately, inflation. If the cost of everything is going up five, six, seven, eight, nine percent, if your groceries are going up, your gas is going up, you need to have your cash keep pace with that. And it's okay for a short period of time if you know if you've if you've got money set aside specifically as a safety net, we don't need to necessarily outpace inflation. But your longer term money needs to be in a place where you can get more growth and outpace inflation. And I think a lot of people simply don't know what to do with it, are confused. They don't want to lose money. They don't know how to invest it properly. So it sits there for the long term. That's when inflation risk rears its ugly head. Inflation risk, and we're hearing so much about that these days. Of course, that is a big one. Uh, Scott, this next one isn't necessarily procrastination, uh, like as we traditionally think about it, um, but maybe is kind of the cousin of procrastination, and that's overthinking. And if we overthink every decision, we can do it to the point where we don't make any decision at all. And sometimes you see people getting in their own way by doing that. Yeah, I call it... uh what, shoot, what do I call Paralysis by analysis. Paralysis by analysis. There you go. I, I, I had, a, had a little mental brain block there. But yeah, paralysis by analysis. You want to overthink to make sure you don't make the wrong decision and you eventually end up do, not doing anything at all. And that can be even worse than making the wrong decision because of, of a lot of the decisions you may have to make, you know, they may not necessarily be that far off. And I use the example of when someone is in, when they're young and they're working and they're putting money into their 401k plan, I tell them to save as much as they can. Because even if the investments aren't perfect, if you don't have the perfect you know, investment allocation inside your 401k, you're going to be successful just because you actually save the money. You're accumulating more thus you you're you're going to eventually have more money for your retirement if you put in less money and you don't have and you've got the perfect investment allocation in there but you haven't saved enough you're not going to be successful so it's kind of that same thinking that even if the decision that you make is not perfect taking the action and taking steps to get to where you need to go is eventually going to get you to a much better place than having everything all perfect and waiting too long to do it. If you have trouble getting out of your own way when it comes to making financial choices and good investment and retirement planning decisions, look no further than working with Scott Searles, financial advisor and president of Skybox Financial Group. If you're new to the show, here are the best ways to get in touch. You can call 888-742-0111. 
or go to talktoscott.com and schedule a time to visit. That's talktoscott.com, and you can find that contact info in the description of today's show. One more for you, Scott. The fifth way to get out of your own way to experience retirement success uh, is if you are blindly trusting the financial advice of people who aren't uh, financial professionals, uh, stop doing that, right? Yeah. You know what? It, I I see this all the time, right? People come in and they're getting advice from their brother, their brother-in-law. He's good with money. You know, he, he's, you know, so uh, I always he, he, he got to in him. crypto early, he tells me, so... Yeah, yeah, and you know, he 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 really knows this stuff good. He's a uh, you know, he's a bookkeeper at the local bar. So, you know, he's got he knows his numbers. You know, I I hear that a lot. And you know, this industry, especially when you get into retirement, it is very confusing. There's a lot to know, a lot of laws, a lot of things change. And you need to be up to date on those things. And even though somebody may be great at one aspect of that, maybe they're good at the tax aspect of it, but they may not necessarily be good with the investment aspect. And I think, you know, a lot of people, because it's convenient, it's easy. Hey, you're at Thanksgiving. The brother-in-law is telling you that you should do this and do this and you just do it. Unfortunately, sometimes that gets people into a lot of trouble. They end up losing money, paying more in taxes, or making different mistakes that could put their retirement in jeopardy. So I think it's important that everybody finds a financial professional that is a fiduciary that's going to be on your side, not not a product pusher trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. You want to you want to find somebody that's going to help you and guide you throughout your retirement and as you get ready for retirement, because it's going to be well worth any fees that you pay that individual to do that. Again, if you want to get in touch with Scott Searles to talk a little bit more about your own financial plan and your retirement future and the proper ways that you can prepare, pick up the phone, give him a call at 888-742-0111 or go online to talktoscott.com and schedule your time to visit there. That's talktoscott.com. You can also go to skyboxfinancialgroup.com and check out the retirement toolbox. That's the tax-free retirement toolkit, in fact, and that helps you uh, really get a leg up in the retirement planning process. If you're just dipping your toe in the water for the first time, that may be a great place to begin. We've got a link for that in the description of today's show as well. It's a free physical box that you can get your hands on with lots of great reports, information, and helpful tidbits to get you started on that retirement planning journey. Again, check that out by going to skyboxfinancialgroup.com or clicking the link in the description of today's show. Well, there you have it, the secret to retirement success. Get out of your own way. If you uh, Just those five things that we just covered, if you can avoid doing those sins, uh, you'll be well on your way to a great retirement. We're coming up on today's show. In fact, next, we're going to get to know Scott a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. All right, a fun question for you this time around, Scott. Uh, Here's the question. Which appeals to you more, a really nice home or a really nice car? Well, Walter, that's an interesting question. And you know what? I like both, but I would tell you that I think a nice house is much more important than a nice car. I spend much more time in my house. Your house is going to appreciate in value while your nice car depreciates in value. And, uh, you know, I don't need to have a super luxurious ride in my 10-minute drive to the office. Uh, I would rather have a nice home 
then I can raise my family in a relaxant. I like that. It's a great strategy. I'm on board with you. I think a really nice home, you know, would trump a nice car. Um, I've got the, I've unlocked the secret though. Cause you know, I drive my 255,000 mile Tahoe around. Yes. Um, so it's pretty obvious where I probably fall on this scale, but we got my wife a nice car. And so occasionally I drive her car around. So I get a little bit, I'm able to cheat and get a little bit of both here. I can get the nice house. And then when I need the feeling of a nice car, I hop in her car and take it for a, take it for a spin. And there uh, you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, I've always bought my cars used and my daughter's cars, my car all used, but, um, my wife is the only one in the family that gets a new car. Well, there you go. You have a, you have a similar strategy. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, but it's more uh, uh, a happy of, wife, happy life d- thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. She likes the new car smell. For years, I just gave up the argument, and you know, everybody's happy. Nice. Uh, that's a good. Uh, it's not a uh, not a bad strategy, my friend. Not, not no. After uh, after twenty five years of marriage, I've started to figure it out. It's it's working. It's working. That's good. <laughs> Love it. There you go. Getting to know Scott a little bit better. Now we get to know you as our listeners uh, get to ask questions each show, and we always like to end the program that way. We've got a good this weekend as we open up the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right. Today's question comes to us from Tony. Tony says, I started taking my Social Security as soon as I turned 62. That was two years ago. Was it a mistake? Should I have waited? Well, so when you take Social Security, Tony, there's a lot of different factors that come into play. Traditionally, I don't encourage people to take it at age 62 unless there's a specific reason that you need to do that. I know some people, they turn 62. The day they turn 62, they're in the Social Security office and they're signing up to get their money because they are they figure, well, heck, I could die tomorrow. I at least want to get what I can out of Social Security. And I mean, that's a valid concern, I guess. But you know, the reality is you have to kind of look at your life expectancies how long do you expect to live? You know, if you don't have a pre-existing condition or your father didn't, you know, all the all your family members died in their 40s from heart conditions, you know, it makes the most sense financially to delay that in a lot of cases and you don't want to go past age 70 because that's the max your social security wherever will be. But at full retirement age, 66 and some change, usually for most people listening. Once you get past full retirement, that Social Security is going to go up 8% every year past your full retirement year. But if you take it earlier, they're going to discount that amount. And it could be as low as 25% of what you would have gotten if you would have gotten if you just would have waited uh, four years and some months in, in most cases. So it is kind of a personal question. The other thing, too, is if you want to retire at, let's say you retire at age 60 and you elect not to take your Social Security, you need to have other places and, and other funds available to fund your retirement because you're not going to be getting the Social Security. So, Tony, there's a lot of little if ands, and buts in here. And if you're still working and you're 62 and you start taking Social Security, well, your Social Security is going to be reduced because you're still working, as well as you're going to have to pay taxes on your Social Security up to 85%. So Social Security is one of those, everybody's a little bit different, every situation's a little bit different, 
And if you'd like me to kind of walk through yours a little bit, though you've already taken it, you can't change your mind. You can always you know, go to talktoscott.com and schedule a 15-minute phone call, and we can walk through your situation. Again, that's talktoscott.com. Find that in the description of today's show as well. If you want the link, talktoscott.com. Schedule your free conversation about your financial plan and get a review of what uh, you might need to do going forward to put yourself in a better retirement position. And you can find out if you're a good fit to work with Scott and the team at Skybox Financial Group. You can also call 888-742-0111. Great question, Tony. Thanks for sending that one in to us today. Uh, Scott, appreciate your help as well. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll look to talking to you on the next episode soon. You got it. Maybe the next one we can do by the pool. Let's do it. I, I'll, I'll take the laptop out there and just try and keep it at a safe distance from the water. So I love it. We'll have a little splashing in the background. That'd be great. Yeah, that's right. Kids kids giggling and having fun in the water. Yep, yep. You got it. That'll be fun. We can we can even have like a cannonball in the background or something like uh, that. That's right. We should start adding effects to our show. We can do it. Maybe this will be the start. We can make them up live, too, though. We don't even have to insert them after the fact. We can do live Perfect. sound effects in the background. I like it. Love it. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Scott. We appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the show today. We'll talk to everybody next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go Guardians. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.